Alright, what's up guys, it's Primetime Kansas City, and on today's episode, we'll be going over Andrew Benatendi to the Royals, one of our uh, members of the podcast, really doesn't find it being big or anything. Uh, we'll be talking about J.J. Watt being released and where he should be going to. Uh, we'll also be going into a little bit of a fan-controlled football league, uh, All-Star Weekend, what that should look like, and uh, is it even going to be played? And we'll, we'll probably find some more stuff to talk about, that's what we do. Other than that, this is Primetime Kansas City. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt gets released from the Texans mm-hmm. last Friday. What were yes. your initial thoughts on that? I didn't see it coming, to be honest. Um, I saw JJ Watt. I did not think he was going to be back in Houston next year, to be completely honest. I did think they would be able to trade him. Um, yes. I think ultimately what it comes down to is kind of – just a mutual respect thing that he's been there for so long and given them so much that they wanted to give him a head start on free agency. Um, They knew that they were not going to be able to work that out. JJ was sick of that place and the ownership has been dreadful there. Uh, And I, you know, I have seen reports from NFL people like the work for ESPN and stuff on Twitter that said like they could have gotten some compensation for him probably, but uh, the Texans aren't the brightest group of individuals running that show. Um, anyone that gives Bill O'Brien ultimate power isn't really to be trusted. So it doesn't surprise me at all, honestly. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they also got virtually nothing for Deshaun Watson either because they just seem to have no idea what they're doing. But, yeah, uh, I was a little surprised that, you know, that they did not trade him. That's what I'll say. But uh, not surprised that he's not going to be a Texan anymore. John, where do you see J.J. signing? I have no idea. I haven't really seen where he's going to, but hopefully not. Hackers! He's not what we need. Um, as much as Josh might want him, or I don't remember who Josh wanted. It was either him or Patrick Peterson. I said um, Patrick Pete. Okay, good. That that would be even worse. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah. How's that even? He's going to go somewhere where they can actually spend money in Kansas City. Is not one of those places. Um, That's debatable. John, what if he signs for like a one-year, $8 million contract? If he wants to do that, he can be my freaking guest, but I don't think that's What's the happen. maximum that you allow him to come to KC for? I mean, it depends on what we're going to do. He's not going to make a lot of money. I play this. Whatever deal he signs will be short, and it will not be worth a lot. It'll be a ring-chasing contract for sure. Yes, 100%. Think about it. J.J. Watt is not going to go to a team with a lot of cap space like Jacksonville. There's no Why would he do that? He's not going to go to the Jets. He's not going to go to the Patriots. You know, Those are the teams with all the money right now because they don't have anything. If I had to guess, he ends up with either the Steelers because of obviously the connections with his brother, but even they are 30 brothers, million. Not brother, brothers. God. Oh, God. the phone call. John, phone answer it on call. the podcast. Answer it on the podcast. No, I'm not answering it. It's going to be a scam. It's probably AARP. Call no, exactly. Answer it. Uh, Say welcome to Primetime KC. Yeah. Um, but you think about it. Steelers make sense. Packers make sense. I've seen something that the Browns make sense and that they would actually keep ringing, keep ringing, keep interrupting me. John, yeah, I'm sorry. Man. Round you of just applause. Wanna, um, you just wanna, like, I, if I had to guess where he ends up, I would say Green Bay. That has been. Of course. No, not just because I'm a Packers fan. I have seen that that is the most likely destination. And he also grew up in Wisconsin. And a tweet from 2019, he said that it's been his dream since a little kid to play in Lambeau. That's not from like 2008. That's from 2019. Okay. So well, I've I think seen, it happens. The only thing I've seen is the Browns, which is weird. because I saw that today. Yeah, doesn't but he I don't like see, know their coordinator or some crap? Isn't that but I don't see him going to the Browns. Theory. Why would he go to the Browns? He could he though, just wants because they're, they're, they're the only team he's been rumored to so far to have positive cap space. They have twenty one million right now, twenty one point eight million positive cap space. 
Right now, Green Bay is negative 19 million. The Chiefs are negative 22 million, and the Steelers yeah. are negative 30. And then now DeAndre Hopkins is making a pitch for him to come there. There's no way in hell he goes to Arizona. Cardinals have 13.5 million over the cap, so, so they could potentially get him. But well, yeah, but why would you want to go to Arizona? They're not going to win the Super. Bowl. Also, it wouldn't surprise me if nobody signs JJ Watt until the NFL comes out with what the salary cap's going to be, because nobody knows what it's going to be right now. And there's the presumption there needs to be was a that luxury it, tax in the NFL. The, the presumption was that it was going to go down um, yeah. because of COVID. But now there's reports that the NFL is like in talks with a few TV networks for like mega deals. So it could go up. So nobody really knows at this point. Right now you're on estimations of salary. So I could also see JJ not signing for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think he'll go to the Steelers. I really do. I, I don't be interesting. see why he wouldn't. I think it's going to be between Steelers and Packers. I'll tell you this. Just. From I saw a tweet about this. The two most double team players last year on defense at defensive end or in anywhere, and I thought Aaron Donald would be here. He wasn't. The two most percentage wise on snaps played double team players were JJ Watt and Zadarius Smith. If he comes to Green Bay, they'll both be on the same team. You know what I also just realized? What's we that? were so pissed last week we didn't even go over our uh, the awards, the NFL awards. Like we couldn't go over our predictions. Mm. Well, all of them were terrible. Jackson um, won because he, he only got one right. Me and John missed every single one. Yeah. So, Trent Williams sadly did not win comeback player of the year. But, yeah. I, Anyways. I wish we would have done that. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. That's your J.J. Watt talk. But yeah, we'll let's see. Get, let's get into some other football. The fan-controlled mm. football league. God, I don't see this thing lasting more than the AFL. Or the AF, AAF. This, AFL. this thing's a joke. It's a joke, but it's fucking hilarious. It's kind they of funny. Rock, this is they play Johnny rock, paper, Manziel. scissors to figure out who gets the ball first. So it's seven on seven football, right? They, yeah, and it's like arena football. Yeah, yeah. The, and the fact that this is where Johnny Manziel is right now is so depressing, honestly. I can't believe Johnny Manziel is not even good enough to play in the Canadian League or like well, arena no, football. He did. Bo- they cut him. Both of those are more stupid. Both of those are more valued than. Johnny God, has yeah, had this, all the chances. He has just been stupid yeah. with them. So with this league, they stream it on Twitch, right? And I don't even know. The, I, they stream it on Twitch, and apparently, I saw this because I was reading an article on it, apparently the Twitch chat gets to call the plays. So they get a series of plays to pick from, and whichever they vote on more, that's the play call. That's why it's called fan-controlled football. No shit, it's a, Jackson. It's a little interesting. But at the, the same time, please rock, paper, scissors for who gets the ball first. I mean, is that not the same thing as a fucking coin toss? I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, but much just... rock, paper, scissors. I mean, I don't know. It's a joke of a football league. It's nothing. I don't I even mean, know how it's there been. have been crazy endings, though. Like it. That's something that if I'm super bored and that's on, I will definitely watch it. I'll give it a shot. I'd have to be super, super bored to watch that. I would I will rather say my favorite uh, football league that's tried to start up that failed was XFL by far. XFL yeah, was I think good. And in, in all honesty, I think right? I don't know if it is or not, but I do I know that if COVID didn't fifteen million. If COVID didn't happen last year, I think XFL would have made it. I'm pretty sure they came out and said like they were million. actually putting together solid products. And it was kind of you know, the AAF started that, but they weren't really able to do it well enough. Uh the XFL was actually some pretty you know, it, it wasn't great or it was anything. Entertainment. But it was good. I mean, 
there needs to be something between the the Super Bowl and March Madness because they're just it's a dry spell. There's never anything, and it's just the worst time of year for sports, honestly. So you know that was that's why the XFL I think was doing well during that time. Uh, and you saw certain XFL players like uh, Jordan Tamu. Is that how he says that name? PJ Walker is definitely the one that benefited the most. PJ Walker got yeah, but you saw some guys make it to the league. Uh, so and they could still get drafted from the XFL. Like, but from was- this league. Nobody will be making it. No, anywhere. no one will. And I, I, and Which is why yeah. it's hard to watch. That's why I don't really care to watch it. I mean, you watch college football because those are the next kids that are going to be there. You watch the XFL because it was a little entertaining, and also some of those guys were going to go to the pros. Yeah. This league, seven on seven, I don't know. It's Dwayne not Johnson for me. Dwayne Johnson did buy the XFL. Oh, a group including Dwayne Johnson bought the XFL yeah. for $15 million on August 3rd, 2020, and they hope to have it running back up in the spring of 2022. Like, that'd be fun. I, that that would be fun. I mean, yeah. Didn't uh didn't St. Louis have a team? Yeah, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, that was the team I rooted for. Mine was I don't know. the uh fuck. I think it was the Vipers. <laughs> he doesn't even know. I cheer uh, for LA. Yeah, it no. kinda it's kinda stupid to cheer for St. Louis as someone from Kansas City, but I like Marcus Lucas, so I rooted for him. That is cheap. No, I had a team, I forgot who it was. Oh my god, was it the Renegades? There's the Dallas Renegades. There was the the Seattle. What the hell were they? Uh, oh, I just pulled it. Uh, Dragons. I know. Oh, I know. Landry right. Jones he played in this. The Dragons. It it was the it was the uh, Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the L.A. Wildcats, the New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh, I was a D.C. Defenders fan. That's what I was. I was D.C. Defenders. Defenders. Interesting. Yeah, they are Car- Cardell Jones. I fucking love Cardell. Mm. All I don't right. know why. It's just weird, but I like him. All right, enough talk on the amateur football leagues. I don't know. That, that was kind of fun. But um, let's get into some baseball. Andrew Bentendi to the Royals. Royals gave up Khalil Lee. No, yes. Yep. Khalil Lee yes, and yes. two uh, players to be named later. Yeah, but then another pitcher. Oh, we didn't know. We only gave up Lee. I thought we gave up the, a pitcher. The pitcher. The pitcher was traded from the Mets to the Red Sox. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, so – as I kind of previewed it in the beginning, one of us wasn't really happy, or not happy. One of us not really unhappy. just didn't care. Yeah, doesn't care. Like not not amazed, not enthused. And that's John. John, can you I say will say this. Oh, go ahead, John. Go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, Jackson. You can. You okay, can. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, I could never see Khalil Lee ever being a better baseball player than Andrew Benatendi. I one thousand percent truthfully. So that's why I don't really care. There's, it's you not have a loss. Andrew Benatendi. And people forget, I'm not going to say he's going to be Alex Gordon because he's not, but Gordon took over left field when he was 26, been attendees 26 this year. It's not like we're running out of time. Uh, he had a terrible year last year, but it was only 39 at-bats. So take that as you so will, like I guess. 13, I mean, that is about – It's barely any – it's barely playing. It's just he barely played anything. Um, he's normally hit for a solid average, and let's be honest, our outfielders, none of them are – you can not like, – not counting Solaire – None of them you can say are definitively better than Andrew Benatendi. Michael A. Taylor, piss no. That dude doesn't even hit for 200. Uh, who even else is in our outfit right now? Bubba Starling? No. Uh, no I mean, it's going to be probably Dozier. Yeah, I think Dozier's going back to third. But uh, oh, yeah, you got lost Franco. Cordero. I mean, I, we no, gave we him up. Him. No, that's who we yeah. traded. We also traded Cordero. That's who else we traded. Yeah, we traded I was like, Cordero. We traded somebody else. Um, didn't we get another outfielder last year during the middle of the season or some shit? No. Uh, like, Dude, you know. No, we. we uh, anyways, my point I mean, is. We, oh yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We did. I just don't a, think there's a way you can really lose this trade, to be completely honest. Unless clearly he's the next, I don't know. Which he's Jackie, not. Or I mean, if, unless he's the next Ronald Acuna. Did you yes. almost call him the next Jackie Robinson? No, I almost said Jackie. <laughs> I almost said Jackie Bradley, but I was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, uh, um, no, yeah. I think Ben Attendee ultimately will be the best outfielder this year on the Royals. I, like, if you don't count Solaire, which I don't, because Solaire does not play in the Solaire's outfield. Solaire's not even good defensively. He's kind of. Oh no, ass. Ben Attendee is, is by far better defensively than that. Um. I won't forget I think, when Soler dropped a pop up and we lost the game because of it. Oh my god! Yeah, that he's just not an outfielder. That's all right, you know, because we play in the American League. Luckily for us, that he has a spot. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a fine trade. I don't think there's. I mean, it's a little exciting just because he was once a very, very high regarded prospect, and he's shown that at times in the MLB that he's been able to produce good numbers. Um, he's but, shown glimpse yeah. of what he should be. Yeah, but John, John, why why don't you really care too much about this? I don't know. I just don't. Okay, first of all, I don't say I don't care about it. I just think when it happened, everyone sent like, holy shit, no caps and stuff like that. So well, that was, I mean, it's because when did the Royals response. trade for someone like this? They don't. I mean. Dude, the question is, when's the last time the Royals made a it, trade for that an MLB ready it. now player to compete? Which has and, been a long fucking time. Yeah, like I mean, it, fair point, but like, it just maybe for an MLB level player, it's like well, MLB uh, level I don't player. Know. I get, I get, it's different for the Royals, but it's just like just because we haven't done it doesn't mean it. I think more than anything, even I don't think it's really just the player. I think it's symbolic to me that the team believes that they've turned the corner. They're not rebuilding anymore. They feel like they have. Yeah. They're, they're, they yeah. have the nucleus and that they're going to start adding the pieces now that they think can help the them. The meaning get... of this trade was so much more was so much bigger than just getting Andrew Benatendi. You would yeah, think. I, just, I don't think it's that big of a statement of intent. Like, it's, Well, it's, think about it. Get me enthused for Andrew Benatendi. That's well, think about it. By. Like, because I'll we've had this. we've had all these players we get. We traded. Think about all the guys we've traded away that are good. And all the all the guys the way that we're major league ready and that we're just you're like oh, we can't we're not going to win we don't need them anymore. Andrew Benatendi would have been one of those guys. So to bring him in is a different it's a different attitude. It's a different mindset than what they've been dealing with the last couple of years, where they just every player that performs well outside of Whit Merrifield gets shipped out of town. And uh, that's fair. That is is fair. But it it's just yeah. I, I understand. I'm not saying it's not a good piece of business. I'm not saying it isn't something to be happy about. Like, I'm happy about it. I'm glad we did it. But, yeah, it doesn't get me on my feet. But, mm-hmm. yes, I agree. It doesn't you get you right. counting a, down the days till opening day. It is um, It is. A, I will say this. He is a. He's not a power hitter, which is fine. But he's a gap hitter. And Boston's gaps are the smallest in the league. And Kansas City's are, like, the bit. Not. I don't know if they are the biggest, but they're one of the biggest in the league. So... I really hope that he can actually take that and use that in Kansas City more than he could use that in Boston because I think that that's ultimately more of his strength more than a power guy. Yeah, yeah so no, what do you with now with the Bendy trade, people still have the Royals going 71, 72 and whatever. What what are your guys' like most realistic like if this team won this many games, I would be pleased with it what what is that for you guys i'll say 575 i think 500 i would be thrilled to win I, to be honest 
if we were 10 games under 500 or better, I'd be thrilled. If we That's went 76 and 86 or better, I would be very pleased. Jackson, um, wait, 80, we have to win 86 to be 500? I said 10 games under. Yeah. 76 and God 86. God damn it, buddy. I always do this to myself. Yeah, you always fuck this up somehow. Um, so you, yeah. yeah, okay. If we finish 10 games under 500 or better, I know that's a pretty loser attitude to have, but if we do that, I'd be pretty content to be honest. I think I we agree. all agreed. This is a 20. This is hopefully the showing of a 2013 Royals team. I hope, but it's hard to it's hard to say. I mean, they've kind of built this up the opposite way they built it up the last time, where they brought up all the hitters. This time they're going to bring up all the pitching. Um, I because, think there's. I mean, we already have all the hitting. I think potentially, I don't think our 2014 will result in a World Series again. I agree with that. 1, I believe the next time we make the playoffs, we will not make the World Series. But that, at the same time, is not a knock. That's just like I just it, yeah, basic reality almost. It's like we sh- probably, if you asked me at the beginning of the 2014 season. Do you think we'll make the playoffs? I I would have said yeah, probably. I think we have a good shot too. Do you think we'll go to the World Series? I said hell no. There's yeah, no that's way. what I was just about to say. I was gonna say 2014. We got really lucky. Not really lucky. We played I wouldn't say really lucky. Well. I would just we got, say we that we got really hot at the right time. Yeah. In 2015. We all had expectations of getting to the World Series. But yeah, um, kind of switching over to a different topic. Uh, we got a little bit of basketball to talk about. All Star Weekend. Somehow Adam Silver is gonna let it happen. Uh, this is kind of interesting. The night before the All-Star game, they will have the skills competition and three-point competition. I thought they were going to do it the day of. No, and then halftime, they will have the dunk contest. They're going to do the dunk contest. During halftime of the All-Star game. Here's the thing. I just, I know NBA players aren't too thrilled about it, and I understand why, but I don't think it's that, like... I don't think it's that bad of a deal. Like, I'll tell I you think, this. This will be the worst dunk contest. This will either be the worst or the best dunk contest we will ever we'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, I don't see why you can't do this if you're already traveling to every team's arena and playing across the country. And we'll, they're like, well, everyone's in one spot at once from all different teams. Well, you have guys traveling from Denver to Miami to New York in a week. Like, this, like if you were really truly worried about the virus like that. Well, like, I think we, I think the reason for that is because, like, yeah, you, if the case you just gave, that would be four teams. If one person got COVID, a lot of people would have to get COVID tested. But at least one person from all teams of the NBA, in the NBA would probably be at All-Star Weekend. And let's say they were all in a picture, and then someone had COVID in that picture. Boom. It could literally put I mean, the NBA on a two-week break. I mean, it very well could, but at the same time, um, the NBA's kind of already navigated through COVID problems early in this year, just like the MLB did and just like the NFL did. And they both were fine. To, I mean, I know they didn't do their all-star games, but they both made it after their initial like push through it. And I think you've seen the NBA already do that. You got to take into account, there's been a lot of NBA players that have already gotten the virus. And uh, yeah, I just think, I mean, I, I understand if someone doesn't want to go and play. If someone decides I'm not going to go do that, I don't want to quarantine, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's fine. I get that. But I think, as you know, from a fan perspective, I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be entertaining. John, before you yeah, say anything, uh, oh, you can go. I was just going to say my opinion on it. Um, I think it is fine. One thing that I want to note about it is like NBA can kind of uh, the players can relax because they could be playing in the NFL. And, um, yeah, having to play an all-star game during COVID is, like, nothing compared to what the NFL players have to deal with on, like, 
a regular basis. I know that's a dumb comparison, but mm. basically compared to like how you how sports usually are run, yeah. this is a very small uh, like you know this this towards the players by the league. Like they they can definitely handle this. Um, the the one thing I will say is I feel like they should be allowed to opt out, especially with. The nature yeah. of it kind of like originally. Not oh, Darren Fox. I'm sorry that I'm bringing up the Kings. I saw this. I saw Darren this, Fox yeah. did say if I'm pretty much selected into the All-Star game, I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be able to do that. I, mean, I don't believe they should be fined for not yeah. showing they up. They would be fined? They, in the past, if you got – it's not like the Pro Bowl in football. In the past, if you got selected to the NBA All-Star game and you opted out, you got fined. Dude, yeah. If Adam Silver, if Adam Silver does that – I'm sorry, but they're going to be pissed compared to like Osama bin Laden. <laughs> they're going to be pissed. Yeah, the players are not going to let that fly. There would probably so. be a uh, what's it called? Um, a lockout if like, <laughs> that shit happens. I don't think we'd go that far, but I mean, it's you just know, like, I, I, you get what I'm saying, but like, yeah, I think John has a good point. Like the NFL guys, I think, I mean, you even heard it. And if you guys saw the, if you guys watched the NFL honors, um, Rodgers in his MVP MVP speech said that he got COVID tested literally 180 days in a row. Like it's fucking ridiculous that they like. Obviously, it could be a lot worse. You could be in a lot worse spot. Does you NBA know, like, not do it once a day? I don't know if they do it every single day. I to thought, be completely I think honest, they do it. They might three times a week. I know MLB only does it twice a week. Yeah, but NFL, like John said, did it. I know for a fact the NFL did it every single day. Your yeah. bye week, everything. They did it all the way until your season was over. So John does have a good point that if the NFL can do that, they can do a weekend of all-star basketball. Yeah, that that is perfectly the way I wanted to put it. So, Give me all one right. second. I'm trying to figure out this real quick. Um, but something I didn't want to talk about is with the all-star game, if, if let's say players are like, oh, I really don't want to. Uh, if I, I don't want to go to the all-star game, you better not go on a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that will be bullshit. If De'Aaron Fox says, oh, hey, I don't want to go because there's so many people that have COVID. But if you see him on a boat in, like, fucking Miami, oh, I'd be very pissed. And if it, that's I for might, any player. I might play advocate to that. I might. Play I understand. Devil's, yeah. I understand why the sense that they don't want to have to quarantine and they don't want to have to, you know, did the all-star say, break. Did the NBA say they're going to have to quarantine? When you get there, you're going to have to for a few days. Oh, like you okay. can't just yeah, you can't just like, show up game day and be like, "I'm here." You're going to have to get tested before. Um, so I can see why, um, especially guys. I mean, there's just the reality of it. Some guys pr- probably break from playing basketball. I mean, it's been a tough year for them. They have no fans. They have been quarantined their team all year. I mean, they get to go home obviously, but you know, it's been. A weird year. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of guys just want to take a few days off. So I, I well, wouldn't crucify from going on vacation. I guess, but I mean, I'm just saying, I would not crucify any player for whatever they wanted to during the All Star break. To be honest, I think that you know, if they don't want to play, there will be tons of players that would gladly take their off. So a lot of injuries at the end of the pop day, up out of nowhere right when people start At the end of the day, game. I don't really care who plays in the All-Star game and who doesn't. It, I hope I'll it's watch the same it. format as last year. I do, too. You know, it was a fun format, but I don't. at the end of the day, I don't expect anything out of these guys. I mean, it's an All-Star game. Who gives a shit? 
Yeah, and part of me thinks they probably won't bring the same intensity as last year. Oh, no way. I think a lot of that was also kind of a Kobe Bryant thing, too. I mean, yeah. Because that was one thing he did. I mean, there, if you watch the like the Brian Jordan All Star game, that one was actually actually a basketball game. So I think it was also kind of with that. And I don't think that the as as amazing as last year's was, I think it's naive to think it'll always be that way. Now that being said, I do I do like the idea that they're going to still do a three point contest. I, I in this I, I like the skills three point. In all honesty, the dunk skills and three point are always more entertaining than the actual All Star game. So I'm glad that they're actually doing those. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's good. Breaking news. I think. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say D'Angelo Russell out four to six weeks. So he's not Ooh, making how the will the, game. How will the 15th seed Timberwolves oh, ever recover? I will um, tell you later and race to the 10th. All right. Yeah, you will. Um, they're in the race for the number one pick, though. They're different. Um, yeah, That's I just think. Different. I think regardless if we have the All Star game or not that a break is definitely needed for the NBA, even if they don't play that. They need at least a weekend or at least like a three or four day period of no games, just, or maybe like five. I mean, they guys need a break, especially teams that were in the bubble. It has been a short off season for them anyway. So yeah, uh, it's my take on it. I would gladly watch the all-star game, but I'd also understand if those players didn't want to play, I would get it. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I really don't have anything else. I mean, these next couple podcasts are going to be kind of short. We don't have much. Well, Mizzou hoops, we're not going to talk about Mizzou. Are we just going to just gonna ignore no, that all the way? Them. That's what they get. They don't get any recognition. Yeah. They don't get any. Oh, winning. okay. Jesse, oh, they're really going to be motivated to perform better when they Jesse realize we didn't Newell talk about him this week. really put everything, like, he said everything. Yeah, Mizzou he kind of came do. on here and just, yeah. Predicted the future, and he was right. I still disagree with some of his methodology I think on rankings. Does, but it's like, I mean, to be honest, we, to be, I kind of saw. I I knew when we were going to lose at least once. Last nobody week, thought Mizzou was. Nobody thought Mizzou was elite. Nobody no one actually Mizzou's thought ever that. Ever going to get to the elite eight? I mean, if you think Mizzou can get to the elite eight, you're fucking. You're, you're, the you're only way like, Mizzou ever had an opportunity to get far is if they won their first round matchup and there was a big upset on their side of the bracket. Yeah, I and mean, then, if, we can, if we could get like a three and there's a big upset, then I don't think you can rule it out. But we're not going to get a three anymore. So we'll be. Lucky I think. Yeah. I think. I think we'll be. A I think we'll get a five or a six. Yeah. Preseason, I said worst case scenario. I I said worst case scenario preseason was a 10, so I think they're going to beat that. I went ahead and said five, I think. Yeah, you did. You were right. And I said, I think I said seven. So, yeah. Uh, We're kind of all around. I actually, I want to do a trending following. You guys probably don't have one. Okay. Or before we do that, come on. It's race for the 10th. Presented to Mm. you by Coach Brian Davis and his Bears. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh uh, so last week the Kings Be they great. were the seventh seed. They were in the playoffs. Since then they have lost every single game. So and now they're not even in the t- race for the tenth. They were the eleventh seed. So mm. they're they were in prime position for the tenth seed. But eleven, we'll go from twelve to up. Twelve, you have the Pelicans at eleven fifteen. Eleven are the Kings. Luke Wallen, I fucking hate you. Mavericks number ten, thirteen and fifteen. Grizzlies 11-11. Warriors as the 8th seed, 15-13. and 13. Nuggets 15-11. and 11. So, yeah. And below that, you got the Rockets and Timberwolves and Thunder. 
Timberwolves, like Jackson kind of previewed earlier, they're probably going to get the first-round pick. A little update on Jackson and I's bet. Uh, Raptors are the eighth seed. Two-game losing streak. They are close. Seventh seed, they're still, no one they're, has to, they're definitely no one there. to lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at this. The Raptors are 12 They've done a lot better. They're the same record as the Kings, but yet they're eighth and the Kings are 11. Welcome uh, to the Western Something Conference. I kind of want to talk about. Holy fuck, Utah. Yeah, they're raw. Five. Jordan Clarkson. This I'm sorry, but I'm gonna make the comparison. This is this year. This is like 2019. Yeah, 2018-2019 Nuggets team. Where you're just really good the regular season, but I bet you they will fall out in the postseason. Yeah, I personally don't see them making it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, Unless the Clippers or I, Lakers lose. If if I I think it's more likely to see. The Lakers, I mean, the Clippers lose to the Jazz, and I don't yes, mean to I say know. that just to piss off John, but... No, I mean, that is it's definitely true. true. <laughs> well, let's think about it. If the Jazz somehow get the one, or they're pretty much... I mean, I think the Jazz at this point, you've seen enough to say they're going to at least be a one through three seed. They'll be either one, two, or three. Um, that, I mean... Shoot. That means round one, they're going to get by pretty, you think, easy. But then there's a big difference between if they get the three or the two or the one. I mean, that's where things would really start to come in because that's the difference between playing either the Lakers and Clippers in the second round or maybe a team like whoever gets the fourth. I don't know who's in it right now, but like maybe Phoenix, maybe. The fourth? You know, you never know. Is, uh, yeah, who's. Yeah, and also wouldn't rule out like Denver coming up. But yeah, you'd much rather see a Phoenix or Denver in the second round than a. Clippers or Lakers so yeah I just have a hard time believing that it's going to happen I think that the Lakers and Clippers this year are actually going to make it to the Western Conference Finals Uh, and I agree with your comparison are are like implode proof enough to where they won't completely blow this but who knows with them man you can't be got rid of Doc Rivers so I mean that's all that's all you needed to do yeah and got rid of Montrezl Harrell And somehow Nicholas Batum became a uh, became a, guy. a good he NBA player again. Playing in Charlotte and said, "I'm not trying." Yeah, he I mean, yeah. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, that dude went from like three points a game to ten really fast. It was quite the improvement for him. Um, but, one thing we were talking about was earlier in our chat, which we always seem to have better discussions on Snapchat than we do on the podcast. Because we want was, to talk about things right then and there. We don't wait. None of would us you, patience. We, we have quite the debate on if you would trade Russell Wilson. Um, and Josh was not even in it. Josh I, just kept I, opening I the chat and closing the chat. in the door. I was not uh, even in the middle of that. John believes that you cannot pay, which he has good reason because historically it hasn't favored. Uh, you cannot pay a quarterback top dollar and win the Super Bowl. I think that in some instances, obviously that's true with Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl, with Mahomes winning on his rookie deal. But at the same time, I would make the argument that I would much rather have Russell Wilson and have him get that big of a cap hit than have a guy like I, I don't even know who's Baker an average guy. Yeah, I would much rather have Russell Wilson. Yeah, and my the main point I was trying to make before that argument got really off the rails and I, I can't be certain <laughs> – like where it really went was that I can't blame the Seahawks for maybe shopping him if he's unhappy just because 
you know, you have to almost open your eyes and think, okay, maybe this could be the good thing for me. Like they have spent the past, what, five years being clearly just, you know, not a good, not a complete enough team to win the Super Bowl. Mm. And it's, I would say a lot of that is because of how much they're paying Russ. Um, so it's kind of a, um, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it, it wouldn't be as much as it seems ridiculous to let a quarterback like that walk. It, it might not be the worst thing in the world, especially if they can return with someone like Darnold, which like, you know, that is a complete just guess. It's a huge downgrade. Yeah, it's a downgrade, but it's at least, you know, you get in a situation where you have someone that you can at least build off of. But yeah, it's and a Jamal Adams might break his own neck if that happens. Yeah, he might. He might. That is not the worst point. That would probably happen. He'd be pretty pissed off. All things. He'd be like, I thought I, you can, you can take me off the Jets, but you can't get the Jets out of me. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I don't know. If it's me personally, there's just unless they demand one, and even like I go with Watson, I wouldn't trade like. Unless Watson literally just like says like "fuck you," I'm not showing up. Suck my dick. Then I would trade him. But I would try everything possible to work something out with Deshaun Watson because the odds of you replacing him with a guy that young and that good are very, very small. And I don't give a shit how much he's gonna make because he probably deserves that money. Because without him, that football team is look a lot like the 2016-17 Browns. All right. Um. All right. So here's a trending following for me. Trending, yeah. Steph Curry, he he's having he's playing better than his unanimous MVP season. I don't know if you guys re- looked at that, but like, <clears throat> no, he's been having an insane year. It's yeah, so ridiculous. Steph Curry's definitely back. Uh, my following, all my sports teams are losing. Yeah, like ever since the you know what happened on Sunday night. Yeah, we don't need to talk a, about a, it. A while back. Well, the heck yeah. Felt, felt like a very long time ago. I have not seen it. <laughs> one of my teams win. Yeah. Uh, by the, at yep. the time of this recording, uh, either Missouri would have beaten Georgia, or if they lost, or we're out of the lost, top twenty-five. I will go at least eleven days without seeing a win from a team. It's been mm. hard. <laughs> I have a point to make on your Steph Curry thing. Yes. I don't feel bad for him at all in why any sense. You? That why? Why would we feel bad for him? I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying I see a lot of people that are like, man, Steph's killing it. He needs help. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, let him let, like, let him endure this shit for a year. Let him experience what it's like not to fucking have an all-NBA player beside him. It's a murder, isn't it, Steph? And you're playing really well, right, Steph? But all I saw was when LeBron would get to the finals, and I know John hates LeBron, but even, Le- even fucking – John would have to agree with this. If LeBron would get to the finals and he would lose and put up crazy numbers, and dumbass Warrior bandwagon fans would be like, ooh, he's not a winner. He doesn't win. No, uh, it's, you know, yeah, that is 100% what it is. And those people are the exact same people that go in comment sections and say, like, Tom Brady's Patrick Mahomes' father or crap like that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just stupid. It's dumb. And now, so now that Steph's losing, that fan base deserves to see this shit. A guy have to absolutely carry the fuck out of a team because. They had literally shit on LeBron for doing the same thing for years. But uh, LeBron's not as good as Curry. Curry wins championships. It's like, okay, suck my fucking dick now, bitch. Look what happened. Haha. Look, look what happens when Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson aren't there, you little fuck. He can't win all by himself, huh? Yeah, I just really don't like Steph Curry. I couldn't tell. And also, I really hated Draymond Green during their dynasty, and now I really like him. 
what he's yeah, saying about the NBA facts. It's hard to hate Draymond Green nowadays. Now that the Warriors, I did really hate him though, and I I will stand by that. I really did hate him. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of him either, but he um, he's he, definitely. I honestly think he's got. He's either going to be a commentator or he's going to be on like inside. Oh yeah, the NBA no, on TNT totally when it's all done. Things. He he'd be a he'd he be a great on fit on one of those. They had him on for the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to replace him with or if they just add him in there. But, yeah, inside the NBA on TNT is already the best basketball show on yes. TV. Honestly, probably my favorite – one of my favorite it's shows like on, TV, show on TV, period. It is It is hilarious. You could not – the only guy I could even imagine replacing on that show would be Kenny. But even then, I, I don't even know. But Shaq and Charles just add way too much value to that show. And well, what's his what's – his, uh, Rich Eisen – no, not Rich Eisen. What the hell is his name? God, why can't I think of his name? Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson. There you go. Well, uh, honestly, see top, this. top five moment on TV history might have been last year when he got out there and went, bitch-ass white boy. I literally was pissing myself laughing. Oh, my God. I love Ernie Johnson. <laughs> All right. He's, we'll he's end great. it on the Ernie Johnson uh, praise. But for yes. that, it's been primetime. Go Kansas fucking City. Mizzou. Do not lose to Georgia, please. Yeah, I swear to God, if Mizzou loses to Georgia, I will go off the grid. The Clippers are better than the Lakers, but they're still going to lose to them. I have to say it every week. They're and, still going to hey, lose to them. Yo, Kings. We'll see you guys bad. on the next episode. LeBron MVP.